What is up and welcome into the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and we're joined as always by my outstanding co-hosts. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He plays second base for the Tigers. He was all swag. It's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got the NFL draft analyst. You can catch all his work at NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app. The draft just finished up, so love to hear what what he has to, uh, has to say about what happens. Glenn Morgan, he's our GM. Gentlemen, what's going on? How you guys doing? Oh, daddy daycare over here right now. So. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, but but I'm but I'm but I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. My, my man, you got you got to do that sometimes, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There he is. <laughs> can't, can't say I miss those days. <laughs> can't say that at all. But I can't get my hands full with, with the grown-up versions. Um, tomorrow, my my wife walks. Uh, she got a master's, so tomorrow she walks. Oh man! Congratulations. Congratulations. Thanks, thanks. I let her know. We're all excited about that. Next weekend, uh, my 22-year-old, uh, she gets her bachelor, so she walks next weekend. So, you know, busy with that. And uh, in between that, my my oldest nephew, my brother's oldest son, uh, he's getting married. So I'm going to be down in Georgia, down in Atlanta area myself next week. So, uh, Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Georgia's going to get a fill of us. <laughs> yeah, I'll be down there, too. We're right, all so. going to be in, in Georgia next week, huh? Yeah. You didn't get the memo, Ed? You didn't get the memo? I did, man. <laughs> I'll be stuck in Chicago here. I'm not going anywhere. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's the next couple of weeks. And uh, to, to tie it all off, my uh, my youngest daughter will be graduating uh, grammar school uh, come June. So three, three graduations in the next six to eight weeks. Are you going to have, like, just one big old graduation party? Uh, are you kidding? Yeah, that would be too easy. They're going to stretch it out. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got gets the right to enjoy their own celebration uniquely and individually. Right. <laughs> you nice, cause yeah, I, I would. It's just I, one, one, one grand, one what? grand bash. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah, I, it. I, I, when you're outnumbered like I am, you just go along and get along, man. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, so where you guys want to start? Lots to talk about here. Uh, you want to do? Uh, uh, the NFL draft. We want to go NBA playoffs. Where where you guys want to start? It's up to you guys. I say we go playoffs. All right. Let's do the playoffs. Um, they've been awesome. They yeah. pretty much have been, even though, yeah. especially the even, ones where the Grizzlies play. You know. Yeah, I don't know what it is with them. They series are amazing. <laughs> they just man, they they got that excitement factor with Ja and. Man, you got you got guys taking taking players out and man, it's, it's controversial. Just, yeah, it's just man, it's just a lot lot going on. I guess we'll let's start with that series. Uh Warriors and Grizzlies tied at one apiece. Um heading out to to San Francisco. Um I guess the big thing was the I guess the controversy uh in both games 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Did Draymond deserve to get uh, ejected in game one? And then, uh, what's my man's name? Uh, Dylan Brooks. 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 Brooks um, 
got ejected and now suspended for game three. Uh, were, were, were those warranted? Uh, go ahead, go ahead, I go think ahead. both. I think both projections were warranted. I am not agreeing with the suspension. Uh, Why not? I I just don't think. I mean, I don't think it was intentional. I do think it was, you know, flagrant. You know, I feel like they reacted to him getting hurt versus mm-hmm. the actual foul in itself. Because to me, and I, I've been going back and forth for people all weekend over this, uh, all week over this, I felt like what Draymond did was more dangerous than what Brooks did. I mean, granted, he kind of tried to hurry up and brace the guy from falling, but you, he talking about his hand got caught in a jersey. Man, you oh. pulled that guy jersey. <laughs> and like, like <laughs> he could have fell flat on his face. You know, and I just I just felt like the suspension. I felt like both flagrants, you know, files and ejections were warranted. I just didn't think the ejection was. I mean, for one, it's like it's kind of like Brooks is being suspended for two games. It happened three minutes into the game. Right. 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 He was ejected. And now he's suspended another game. So that's like two games really that he's missed. So. Yeah, I, I just didn't agree with the suspension. I agree with the call on the court. Though. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you. Like, I think the suspension is in reaction to uh, Junior getting hurt, you know. And, I, I you know, I, I guess you could arguably say that Golden State's going to be without their guy for more than one game. So maybe an extra game maybe makes it sit right a little bit with the fans, possibly. But uh, listening to those guys, uh, Shaq and, and Barkley and uh, the rest of the TNT crew, and how Barkley and Shaq were kind of like, especially Barkley was like, he was in it, it like the, or even kept Kenny Smith, like the inexperience of him giving a hard foul in the playoffs was what he was probably more guilty of than anything else. Like, yeah, he intended to give him a hard foul because you want to give him a hard foul because you don't want him to score on the bats. You want to make sure he doesn't score. But he kind of over exuberant you know, with his coming mm-hmm. at him and, and swinging kind of like, almost like he got there late and kind of swinging just to make yeah. sure. And he caught the back of his head, which of course, once you're in the air, when the head goes one way, the body goes the other, it usually doesn't turn out mm-hmm. well. And so, yeah, I don't think Dylan, he doesn't have a history of it, you know, of being malicious, or, you know, I'm a mouth content when it comes to being physical. And the Grizzlies play physical and it's the playoffs and I'm not excusing anything. I'm just saying everything's heightened. And when you have a team as as inexperienced and young as as the Grizzlies, I, I think Barkley makes a good point. It's like, hey, you know, Kenny Smith, you know, he just, you know, more experienced Fowler might be like Draymond. <laughs> you know, like I know you mm-hmm. said it may be a bit more dangerous, but Draymond, you know, is an aggressive, hard Fowler, been in the, in the playoffs a lot, so he has a better way of fouling you. That would and he sold be- it a little bit, right? Because he, he tried it. to like he tried to kind of like brace the fall and. Right, right, and he didn't, he didn't, he didn't catch, he didn't catch the cat where he was so off balance that, you know, he was going to land as bad as, as Junior did. So, uh, so yeah, I, all that long story to say, I agree with you. Like both, you know, both the, the initial calls were were warranted, flagrant twos, but I think the suspension is more of a, a post reaction to the end. Like if he's not injured, I don't think he's he's suspended another game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But damn, I'll be, I'll be, I tell you what though. <laughs> <laughs> Them dunk jobs doing on people. Oh my god! 
that, that that might need to be outlawed because that dude, oh man, I mean, that's some you know Vince Carter, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant type in your face, you know, during the playoffs, you can't stop me kind of stuff. And, uh, I like the fact that he's talking, you know, <laughs> he's backing it up. He drops 47 on Golden State in the last game. And uh, he's talking to Steph and let them know, like, hey, you know, I'm here and I ain't going nowhere. And that's that's good. The NBA needs that. And the fans need to see that kind of stuff and it makes it riveting. But you know what that that tells me that you've had you had two close games. Yeah. Just having to put up Superman type numbers in order to keep them in these games yeah we, we've seen that before here in chicago <laughs> yeah but jaw jaw's not jaw's not not superman no no he's not there yet i'm not saying you know that they're going they being the grizzlies are going to overcome this and they'll be that team this year but it's good to see to let them know that hey we ain't going nowhere and, you know as long and as me, i'm here we're yeah, gonna be we gonna can, be he, can he keep that up though no. I mean, I look at it like this. He's doing what he owed because in the first series, he wasn't really doing nothing. Mm. He had the big uh, game, I want to say five. Something like that. Versus yeah. Minnesota. But, like, he kind of had a, a rough series, get that rough, that first series. So now he's looking like the job we've been seeing all year. Let's see if he can keep up. That, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying, though, is that I, I can't see him keeping at that, that pace. No, to keep them not. to keep them in these games. No, I, no. I, I, I going going back to San Francisco one one. Uh, that's that sounds so weird. Well, saying they're going to San Francisco. Yeah, was, uh, the Warriors did their job. Yeah, yeah. I they I can't I can't I can't see it going past six. That's wow. No shot. You don't think it can go seven? Huh? You don't nah, think they can steal nah, one? I think in, in, I, in I, I think it I think it goes five. Wow. Really? I think I think they I think they desperately have to win one in in uh San Francisco. Yeah, no doubt. Or to go beyond five games. Yeah. They Clearly, but I, I mean I, I, yeah. you know, sometimes you don't know you can do it until you do it. And once yeah. you know, and then you're like, okay, so we now we know. So now you gotta deal with us knowing. And that's different than dealing with us maybe thinking and maybe suspecting. And, and granted, I mean, you look at the way those guys shot uh, last the last game, guys from Golden State. I mean, Steph and both uh, uh, Clay. Clay, thank you. They both shot pretty horribly. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. they're like sixteen for for forty something or whatever, sixteen for forty eight or something like that. Yeah, they they were they were pretty bad. Yeah, they're pretty bad, and <laughs> and and it allowed you know the Grizzlies to come back. And then they win the game. But, you know, by the same token, the Grizz were that close to winning the first game, too. And it's the playoffs. You know, if you win by one or win by 21, you know, you, you're so trying man. to get the win. Yeah, you're trying to get the we trying mm-hmm. to get the four before the other cat does. So I don't care if it's close. You know, I don't care if he has got to score 47 every time or he scores 26. It, it doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, overall, it's entertaining. And I'm glad that we have a team and it's not. It's not New York. It's not L.A. It's not one of the big teams. It's, it's a team from Memphis, <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. you got a small market team, relatively speaking, that's that has a chance to really do something. And, you know, that's just to me, that's like Milwaukee won the championship last year. I, I like that because that makes the, the league good overall. You know, what if it would have the Grizzlies make it this year, you know, make it there. But the, if they don't win it, you know, you, you have Milwaukee and Phoenix playing for the championship, you know, that so everyone's for- 
makes for awesome television ratings. <laughs> <laughs> no, it probably doesn't. Certainly doesn't. But I think it helps the league overall. And if these teams can sustain, because now Milwaukee is becoming a marquee team. You know, you, you're going to tune in to watch Milwaukee play now because they won a championship and they're in your consciousness now. They're in the the, the yeah. casual fan is aware of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I personally feel like in the East, I think Milwaukee is the only team that well, Boston has a history, yeah. but but other than other than Boston in Milwaukee, no one's watching the Heat or Philly. No, <laughs> if they no. were to get there. <laughs> so why do you think that is? Because the Heat, they've won championships in our recent recent consciousness. So why is no one pumped for the Heat? Is just no marquee? Because their fans not even pumped. Their fans don't show up to like third quarter. Like it's <laughs> that arena be empty. No, it's no, like, no. They get there in the second, and then they, yeah, they get there in the midway okay. midway through the third. <laughs> That's, well, that's what happens, yes. That's why Miami just is not a great sports town, I guess. No, I, I, that's not true. I mean, when LeBron and them were there, they, they, were, they were full to the brim. That's because LeBron was there. And, that's and what Wade. I'm saying. But, they, but, but even, the but even still, if you saw the report, you saw the reports, like people were saying the fans were terrible. Like, they would come late and leave early. Like, it was about the party. It was about the after, after the game for them. It, even when LeBron was there, that's when you. That's when I started hearing all this stuff because it's like people was tripping out. Like, damn, you got LeBron, D Wade, Chris Bosh team on top of the world, and these fans are still like Fairweather. Like, just there's <laughs> just too much to do in Miami in the summer. In the yeah. Well, it's too much like to that. do, and it's it, it it is a football. It's a football town. You know, they love the Hurricanes and they love the Dolphins. That's I don't true. know about the Heat. And the Marlins. It, it's a, well, actually, they don't. No, I, they don't love the Marlins. No, they don't. Love it. No, right. It's, it's a lot of talent. And a lot of talent comes from Florida, but you're right. Yeah, they don't. Only for the though, Marlins. Though, if I were a, a – is it a Miamian? Miamian. Sure. Miamian? We'll go, yeah. we'll go with that. If I were from Miami – uh, I would be a Marlins season ticket holder just for the fact that they have a Clevelander club <laughs> at their stadium. I, in I'd the stadium? I'd be there every night. I'm just, just saying. <laughs> so, so what's so special about the Clevelander? Man. I always thought it was weird that a place called the Clevelander was in Miami. It just throws me off. Yeah, I've well, been to Miami once, and we definitely partied at the Clevelander. The one the – so. one, well, the one on South Beach. On South let, Beach. Let me yeah. tell you, man, it's the perfect spot for just straight up people watching, <laughs> and and you see a lot of beautiful, beautiful people. It's outdoors. You can sit me. I always say, whenever I go to Miami, I've been to Miami a few times. Whenever I go to Miami, just sit me down at the Clevelander from eleven a.m. to <laughs> eleven a.m. Yeah, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. To 2 a.m. Yeah. To 2 a.m. <laughs> Just sit me at the Clevelander. I'm cool. I don't have to go nowhere else. I'm, I'm, I'm buying drinks that entire time and, and, yeah, just enjoying the vibe that's down there, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. So I, I get it. I get why the Miami uh, the Miami fans don't get to uh, – what's their stadium now? What is it? It's no, it's not American Airlines anymore. Whatever, no, whatever it is, they don't they don't get there on time. I, I get it. 
I get it. It's, it's things to do there. Hey, uh, Dallas and Phoenix. That's two zero, and it's yeah. no, nah, it's over. Yeah. Luca, Luca, Luca scored thirty five last night, and yeah, it wasn't a game. And it's like it's like they're playing. It's, it's like it's like the Phoenix Suns are just playing. It's Luca, Phoenix, Phoenix versus Luca. So you you don't think when they come to Dallas and uh, the little Brunson from uh, Chicago land area, Brunson. No, from the, from the Brunson, the family Brunsons. But, you know, he he was he was pretty good the series before. You don't think him and Luca can? can, can no, that no. Luca, 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 Luca doesn't allow guys like Brunson or like Dinwiddie to get in rhythm to do what Brunson did last series. Right, he was Luca was out problem. when that happened. Right, true. Yeah, he, he was, was out the the. First the game, game where the happened. game where but he scored forty one. He scored forty one, right. and then Luca came back, and Brunson scored thirty one. I think game four, but like Luca was trying to get his feet under him, but like Luca, Luca's Sue ball dominant. So like guys like like he needs shooters around him, catching shoot guys, and Brunson and Dinwiddie aren't catching shoot guys. So that's why they're getting in trouble this series. Those guys. Those guys need the ball in their hand to to do they're stuff, really, and right. and he, they're completely out of rhythm. That's why I don't see them winning a the game because Luca's not going to change how he plays. Like so, Let's yeah, see. I think that one is over. I love Luca though, but I think that one's over. I think your son disagrees with you. He he's kind of bottom with that man. Saying. I'm rocking with the Mavs. <laughs> I'm rocking hey. with the Mavs, hey. no doubt. Hey. Hey, no, another uh, thing. Um, Devin Booker and, and and Chris Paul. Yes, good combination. That's a yeah. great, great, great backcourt for for Phoenix. Is this is this the team to beat in the NBA? I think so. Oh, I mean, can they? You think they can beat uh, when when um, Middleton comes back? You think they can beat Milwaukee? Yeah, I think they can. They got they got the size. Yeah, they got the it's size not. that can that can that can deal with them. They still uh, have anybody that can stop uh, Giannis though. Well, nobody's gonna stop Giannis. But the rest of the guys have gotten better. You know, whenever so, a team wins the championship, it looks like the the, the, yeah. like the the others become more confident and more sure mm. of, of of who they are. I like the way Bobby Portis plays. A Grayson Allen. And look, I, I know Vincenzo was on the team last year, right? I think yeah. Allen brings a better toughness for them, and he's not as mm. consistent a shooter, but he's he'll drive to the bucket more, yeah, and, and he will knock down those open threes. And Giannis is doing a lot better job at distributing the ball. It looks awkward as hell when he does it, but he's still getting the, the ball to guys who, when they're open. And it's just weird watching a guy that big just go to the hole and like dish it underneath the basket of somebody. You know, it's just like it's just it's just weird at times. But Bobby Porter's is playing, you know, with a lot of confidence. Um, I don't know, man. I, I and it's not that I'm not saying that Phoenix doesn't isn't playing with confidence because they play really well too. And hell, campaign looks like he's just a, a legitimate NBA basketball players. I, I don't. I kind of want to see the rematch, you know, just to see if Phoenix yeah. can beat them. I would. I would be interested in that. Well, the reason I say they the team to beat is because it's. It's unsurety with Middleton. Like, so if Middleton was there, I'll I'll definitely say Milwaukee. 
I think even without Middleton, Milwaukee can beat Phoenix. Yeah. But I think Phoenix is the team to beat, though. I think it's tougher for Milwaukee to beat them, of course, without Middleton than if they had them. So I'm looking at it without Middleton at that point. I'm I'm not I'm I'm viewing it right now that Middleton, I'm just thinking about it like Middleton's not coming back. So that's how I'm looking at it. There's one thing you're not factoring in, my friend. Not so fast, my friend. There's one thing you're not little, little, little Lee Corso. There's one thing you're not factoring in. Chris Paul is yet to be injured during this playoff run. It's going to happen. It happens every oh, single man. year. Hey, we can't. Well, no, he that. got that's, it. That's he got it out move. of the way. That's what happened. Oh, uh, no. At the end that, of the that, season, he got that, it out was, of the way. No, no. It's during the playoffs. It never fails. He's going, he's going great. And this. All the teams he plays, they look great, and then all of a sudden it'll be either either in the semi, either in the conference finals or in the actual finals. So they need to get it out the way now while they got this two zero lead. That's what they need to do now: get it out the way. So, so I ask you this: We talking about Milwaukee? What is your thoughts on the series with them in Boston? It's one one. It might go seven. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it'll go seven. And I think Miami I think six. Really? Who you got? You got I think six. I got Milwaukee. Really? I I I felt like to their credit, Boston came out desperate, as rightfully show, rightfully so in game two. They they couldn't miss in that first no. half. Milwaukee just digged themselves a too big of a hole. They actually, I think, played even to better, even or even better than Boston in that second half until the last four minutes of the fourth quarter. And that's when Boston started raining threes again and the score got back lopsided. But I, I just felt like they were hot early and that just carried over. Milwaukee just couldn't get back in it. I don't see them being hot like that. Again, I don't see Jalen Brown being hot like that again. I'm not even gonna say the team, him and and the guy, the uh, guy from Tennessee, <laughs> Grant Williams. Yeah, man, he's man, he was unbelievably hot. Like, oh, he's shocked, man. Come on, man. I'm not, I'm not buying into it. They, he gonna have to make me believe it. Come on, see, man. You, Tennessee guys all around. Tennessee guys all around. And I, I, I think it goes. I think it goes six. I think. I really do. I think it goes, I don't see it getting seven. I think it goes seven, and I see Milwaukee maybe edging them out. But Boston, they're they're intriguing, and you know uh, what's the center that came back? Uh, what's his name again? Is it Williams? Uh, Robert Williams, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, as he gets as he continues to play and gets his legs underneath him and gets a little more acclimated, I, it could be a bit of a different. I mean. Boston is playing some really good defense and they are changing things up enough and they are adjusting, I think, more quickly than some other teams who may stick to stuff uh, just because it's always worked for them. And I don't I don't trust I don't trust Milwaukee's head coach at all. I think that I think they won last year despite him and or in spite of him or whatever, not to despite him, but in spite of him. You don't think Boone is a good coach? I think he is. okay. Didn't so he, wait, so wait. Didn't he take? Didn't he? I mean, even before he got to Milwaukee, he he did some things in Atlanta, right? And then I think he's he's a coach that's good to a point. And I think when it gets to these type of situations, when it gets to other coaches that are in the playoffs, he he will be out coached. I think his players win in spite of him. 
you know, not to destroy so you, straight at all, just but they so, went inspired. So you, you were just saying they're the team to beat, and you, <laughs> you questioning their culture? Yes, that's, yeah. In spite of it, it's kind of like, look, we're all watching winning. <laughs> we're all watching winning time, right? That that Laker team is winning in spite of Paul Westhead. Okay, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> of Pat Riley. Uh, partially, but I'm just saying. Sometimes the players, you know, players know what to do. I mean, in, in NBA man. Sometimes you can kind of tell the players they take over certain moments, and Giannis is a player who can take over certain moments. Um, I, no, I think he's an look. He, I thought he was a lot. He being Budenheiser, I thought he was a liability a couple of years ago. I was. I, I remember we got a friend of ours, uh, another Brandon, the guy we work with, who's like a huge Giannis fan. And he was like, you know, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. This is two, three years ago. And I'm like, dude, your biggest liability is your head coach. And he was this close to being let go. I'm not the only person that's thinking that. He was this close to being let go. I think he gets you there to a point. And sometimes you look at him, they do those cutaway shots. He's looking like, what the hell is going on? He's looking like, he don't know what to do. He's looking like, man, they didn't tell me he was going to be like this. So I, I, I think the brother from Boston – because yeah, that Boston was struggling so much earlier this year, and I was like, "Man, dude, like I, I really hope he figures it out." And somewhere they hit a point, they figured it out, and I think they did a really good job against the Nets. And I know the Nets aren't a complete team, but to still be able to keep those two guys from scoring the way they did, and they they were all in Durant's head, man. I mean, you can tell they just they had an effective way to get after those guys. And playing Milwaukee is a different type of team. I thought they did a good job defensively. Uh, against Milwaukee I'm not saying it was like the most stifling of defenses but I thought they did a good job and again I, I think it's, confidence has a lot to do with it man and keep in mind they did all this without the defensive player of the year or playing uh playing smart smart didn't That's, play that was what I was gonna ask next like what happens he come back game three and they lose again <laughs> I, I, I don't know if they will. I mean, if they if they do, it, would it be because of him or just because of yeah, the walking plays a little bit better? Sit, sit the defensive player of the year. Sit, sit him. Yeah. We don't need that guy. <laughs> you know how I go. It's what have you done for me lately. Man. Hard on nah. Hey, nah, uh, talk about the other series. Let's go, let's go to Philly. <laughs> What's up with your man? I love it. I love it. I love it. For I two mean, years, he's wanted the absolute easiest route. And for two years, it ain't do nothing but get hard as hell for him. Both times. <laughs> Both times. I love it. I hate it for Embiid, though. I do hate it for Embiid. But. I'm, so he has a, what is it, a uh, Fracture right. to orbital the, fracture. Yeah. Orbital. He, he has a broken face, basically, right? Yeah, he he got he got what uh there's no with, way uh, he's coming Derrick back Rose. for this series. He got what Earl Spence did to you guys a couple weeks ago. What didn't happen to Derrick Rose? I see that. He had a is that what fracture? happened to him? Yeah, it's called an elbow in practice, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. He can come back. Not that many people that tall. You shouldn't be seeing too many elbows. But but uh, and B has concussions. He had a concussion too. That's what. Uh, that's what. That's what. That's what really held held him. It's been holding him out. I can't imagine. He, said he can't even that. turn on his phone. Wow. Yeah. The I light on his phone is. Uh, I can't imagine having that's got to even like to just move your head. Probably. 
gives excruciating pain. Um, But with that, you would think Harden would at least give him a game, right? What Harden are you talking about? You talking about uh, 2017, 16, 15 Harden? Are you talking about uh, 2019, 2020? But that ain't that long ago, though. Well, well, yeah, fall off the cliff can be real steep at times. I mean, I mean, but wait, but we're talking about hard in the playoffs. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Are we seeing anything I, that I much argue, different? I can't argue well, that. Yeah, actually, he looks. Yeah, we are. We are. We are seeing. We are seeing a decline, like physically, but as far as just we're used to seeing him be down in the playoffs. <laughs> just, do. just now it's. It's like you say, more like cliff like down. Like, yeah. like, okay, your skills are completely diminishing. Like, I want to say, I think it was Steven Jackson today was saying how, like, even in Houston, when he had those bad games, he was still shooting 15 to 20 plus shots. Like, he he only took four shots in the second half last game. Like, he like that's that's different. He like so it ain't it ain't the fact that he had them playoff woes necessarily in the past. It's like something else is up. Like cuz even then when he had them playoff woes, he wasn't not taking shots. He just wasn't hitting the shots. Now he's not even taking them. So what what is I mean he's only I mean for for a uh, 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 one superstar, thirty-two is not old. So what? No, what is sir. what's what's happening? What's the? He what? out of shape. He out of shape in his confidence of what it used to be. I mean, that's pretty much what it is to me. I mean, he's getting people talking at him and barking at him, and he they're backing it up, and he's backing away. I mean, it's he's he, look, dude. He can't. You can't be in the NBA and win on reputation. You just can't. Too many of these young cats are coming after you. Too many of these guys' skills are way better. I mean, you know, you got guys like Giannis. No, you know, back in the '80s and the '90s, you didn't have men like that. That that skill, MB guys like that were rare. I mean, maybe Akeem Olajuwon, maybe David Robinson, but you're catching a whole bunch of cats. They're skilled at at those at those heights and those levels. Let alone the the small forwards and and the guys like um, Tatum, who you know, six ten and dribbling the ball like he had a two guard, you know, and, and Levine, these guys are just coming. And, and, and then not only that, but this is the halcyon days of point guard. I mean, you know, you haven't seen point guards in mass like this in the history of the NBA. I mean, since we're around what, 2005, six, seven, somewhere around there, there's been a point guard league. And <laughs> this dude is trying to get by on reputation and all that, but they're calling the game differently. That seems to have affected him more than anybody else. You know, he's getting called for traveling well, more than anybody. Yeah, I was before. gonna say you you can't take five steps. That's yeah. that's that's yeah. illegal. Yeah, I mean he 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 flourished when he was allowed to run all over the place. Now that he's not, it looks like it's affecting him mentally a little bit. And physically, he's not as in good a shape. And I thought he was always in decent shape, but now he's in less than decent shape, and he can't take those steps. No, nah, dude. Sorry, and he, and not that man, but maybe all those minutes, maybe the pound of the rock as much as you did, say, that mm. stuff has caught up to him. Like yeah, your, yeah. your leg, because because if you think about it, over those he thirty two, I think he's in his thirteenth season. Like he he don't Harden hadn't missed 
many games in his career. Like that low management stuff, he didn't do it. Right. Like he played. So like granted he 32 and it seems young, but he's not one like these other cats who set out multiple games or had injuries that set him out for a full year or some months. Like he's he's been playing full seasons. Like so what Chuck you say dribble, 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 dribble. That caught up to him. Yeah, not not and not just dribbling, but holding the ball and then trying to go to the hole. I mean, like everything was him, you know, physically attacking all the time. And you know, you like you say he's playing 42 minutes in the playoffs, 43 minutes in the playoffs. You know, and every year for several years, he's in the playoffs. It just it'll wear you down, man. And then now you're out of shape, so you're not even in shape to combat that. Yeah, sorry, bro. And he Max deal he, that ain't that is so not happening, man. That is not happening. If you'd be so, a fool, you should be fired if you give him a max deal. So Miami's taking this in draft. four, right? You gave him draft picks. No, come on, dude. We get give a little respect. Miami's taking this in three. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's disrespectful. That's yeah, so to, disrespectful. To, to the heat, they have to make the play for it. To the heat. It's a freaking joke. And no MB, no way in hell. Ain't no way in hell this is getting passed for. Uh well. NBA playoffs rolling on uh, should be hopefully, hopefully it's as, it's as good as it's been uh, the rest of the way. As a matter Let's, of fact, as, as a matter of fact, because I, I, I remember hearing about this recently with the NBA for that that last uh, Miami and Philly game. I think that's going to be broadcast on Tubi. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna watch that bullshit. <laughs> Hey, Tubi's got some good stuff, man. We just don't give it a chance. Right. And, and they'll, they'll also have that last. Um, and it's free. <laughs> that, that last Miami Heat Philly game that nobody will watch. Nah, I'm <laughs> they might as well put it on Tubi because nobody want to watch that. <laughs> yeah. It's hey, definitely... I'll go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, nah, I was just saying, they definitely haven't watched any of that series like just yet. Like, nor will you. I've been just getting the updates. Um, uh, on what's the name? That's it. Yeah. Your son, just, your son hasn't been watching either. <laughs> As we went to the draft, to the NFL draft, uh, that happened last week. Um, the Bears. Stop Bears. Glenn. Yes. What did, you, what did you think of Ryan Poles' first draft? <sighs> um, I thought that he and Eberflus did what they said they would do. They've been really consistent about their process, who they are, what they espouse in terms of where they want this team to go and how they want to go about constructing it. So I wasn't shocked by it. I think if you recall the last uh, episode, I was talking about, like, you know, if you saw two defensive players go out of the two of the first three picks, you know, the Eberflus had an influence in those picks, and that's clearly what we saw. And that direction is telling me that this team is going to go the conservative route, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's kind of like 
kind of like the hair tortoise draft in the meets. Like, you know, you want to be the hair and think you'll get all these, you know, big time players and try and win fast. Or do you want to be steady Eddie and, you know, steady Eddie wins the race in the long run. And I think they're taking the tortoise approach to building this team. I know a lot of people get frustrated and understandable. You know, we want to see things. Look, I've been a Bears fan for, you know, longer than a lot of people have been around and it's been extremely frustrating over the decades, but um, I know it's an offensive league, air quotes, but we, we've seen Seattle Seahawks kind of built the same way in a lot of respects. Defense first, running game, bring in a quarterback, let the quarterback learn, develop, win, and as he gets better, then you start increasing his ability, or not increasing his abilities, but increasing uh, his opportunities to be an elite quarterback. We saw the same thing uh, with Buffalo, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like Josh, Josh Allen wasn't didn't just you know blow up his first couple of years. It, it took him about this third, fourth year before he really started to assert himself. And again, they were building defense up and trying to build a running game, but he he was the running game. But and, and maybe that's what we'll see with Justin. He may run a little bit more. Uh, but we also saw the Denver Broncos win a Super Bowl when Peyton Manning couldn't throw the ball 15 yards. You know, we saw the defense win in that situation. So uh, and not only that, but actually, be quite honest with you, this past Super Bowl, the Rams won because of their defense primarily. Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah, the offensive, you know, Stafford had that one drive, but primarily they won because of their defense. So I don't see a, a problem in building this way. And indirectly, it's going to help Justin because uh, you're not going to have to necessarily be on the field as long because Brian, or excuse me, Brian Pace, Poles, uh, <laughs> he drafted four offensive linemen. And he, he being a former offensive lineman, you knew he knew exactly what he wanted to look for. So he got a lot of athletic offensive linemen. And we're going to see a lot of, you know, outside zone scheming type of running plays. So he's got athletes and you're going to bring in competition. And let's be honest, when we look at a lot of teams as far as their offensive lines, uh, most offensive lines that are, unless you're bringing in a free agent, for the most part, when you're drafting your offensive lines, a lot of those guys are going to be between the fifth and the seventh round. They really are. You might have one or two guys that are first round, maybe second round picks. But for the most part, of your five offensive linemen, a good portion of them are anywhere between the fifth and seventh, maybe a few fourth rounders. So I don't see that being, you know, so weird yet. You're building competition and you give this offensive line an opportunity to, to gel and grow. And the onus, and like they said earlier, and I repeated it before, uh, even Flew said the onus of the offense is going to be on the running game. And so you do that with your offensive linemen. They get a a chance to attack they get to grow in continuity and chemistry and unity and it keeps the players it keeps the, the, the defensive players off of justin's ass so we don't want to see a repeat of the cleveland brown game when he gets sacked nine times and we screaming at the screen like what the hell are you doing why are you trying to get this young man you know beat up unnecessarily so and so you can beat your play action off of that the receivers you have are Maybe not, not, might not be household names yet, but again, I hearken back to the Seattle Seahawks. When they won their Super Bowl, nobody knew who those receivers were. They were not household names, okay? So I don't, and I'm not saying the Bears are going to the Super Bowl next year, but I'm saying is you can build it with consistency and continuity and your defense give you an opportunity. And then you look at the two guys they drafted, skilled guys they drafted, and uh, Velas Jones out of Tennessee, let's go Volunteers. And uh, Ebner out of uh, the running back out of uh, Baylor, uh, who's also kind of a, a, a de facto slot receiver, kind of Tariq Cohen-ish in a way. Uh, those guys are great return guys. They're also guys that can catch the ball and do things with the ball in their hands when they get out in open space. 
But more importantly, their targets. These are guys who can do those underneath routes so Justin doesn't have to try and wait for someone to go 15 yards, you know, upfield and then 20 yards across the field or whatever just before they can finally get open. These guys can get you underneath routes. They got several tight ends for pass catching tight ends. Short, controlled passing game. And then you can do the play action pass and Justin's got the big arm so he can hit these guys because you also still have some speed on the team too. So I see the Bears having an opportunity to build consistently, figure out who they are, figure out who can play, figure out what Justin can do, what he does best. And not only that, but what the hell the offensive coordinator is. We don't know what kind of offensive coordinator he is. So he's going to have to learn how to call games. He's going to have to learn these things too. And why try and, you know, like they say, you got to walk before you run. And I think we're right now we're seeing the Bears in this early phase of, of learning how to walk and learning how you know to properly go about doing the things they need to do in terms of executing. And so it's consistent. It may be boring. You go back to the Lovey Smith Bears. They were kind of boring on offense to some degree, but that defense kept you in games, gave you field position, the special teams. Sometimes one games gave you field position. The offense didn't have to work as hard. And all these components can work in conjunction in that regard. So long answer to a short question. I think, <laughs> I think the Bears draft was consistent with who these, uh, with who polls and Iberflus are. And I'll be curious to see, you know, who makes the team, who they keep and how they're going to implement the offense. Cause we pretty much know we've seen this type of defense before. So I think we have an idea of what this defense will be like. And the two guys they got, the first two picks they took, Tyler Gordon is going to be a little bit more athletic, Peter Tillman, and Brisker is going to be a bit more physical, uh, Mike Brown. So if that's the case, I'm, I'm good with that. More physical than Mike Brown? Yes. Huh. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, hey, dude, hey, Mike, Brown, so. Mike Brown was aggressive. But I wouldn't say Mike Brown was just like devastating people with hits. You go see Brisker hit some people, and you'll be like, damn, that was a nice ass hit. And I, I say, and I, I hope his body holds up better than Mike Brown. Uh, you 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 wouldn't tell Mike Brown that to his face, would you? <laughs> Look, compared, yeah, I would. Compared to the, the safeties I've seen, dude, I've seen Doug Plank hit people. I've seen hey. uh, Gary Fensick hit people. I've seen Dave Durison. I, more importantly, I've seen Todd Bell destroy people. And Mike Brown is a great safety. I would never say he wasn't. I think who did I, who did Todd Bell catch over the middle in Washington? Gene Washington. Gene Washington. Was it Gene yes. Washington? Yes. <laughs> Gene, that's why Gene Washington that rules committee. He's like, man, that, that stuff shouldn't be allowed to happen. <laughs> I got to put a stop to that kind of physicality. So yeah. you so you so you think those two guys are they are they going to be day one starters? If they're not, then I am really curious to see who these players in the Bears that are starting ahead of them. But yes, I think they'll be day one starters. Yes, matter of fact, I, I think I think you'll see of the eleven people that were drafted, and I'm including the punter, of eleven players that were drafted. I think. Seven, at least seven of these guys will be playing uh, consistently by the but before September is over with, and you might see ten of those eleven playing consistently before the year is out. No, all those offensive linemen, all of them. Not necessarily. I said playing consistently. So you've got Brisker, you've got uh, Gordon, you've got uh, Bellis Jones, you've got the punter. No, I'm saying they, they drafted four offensive linemen though. 
Right. I said seven of the 11. I don't think all those oh. offensive linemen are going to. I said seven of the 11 players will be playing consistently by week, I think by week three, will be playing consistently. I'm not saying starting, but playing consistently. I like the fact they got a guy from Southern. I knew you guys were going to like that. That's a good thing. And that's cool because, you Dude, know, HBC, you love. Mm-hmm. Dion was very upset that the NFL wasn't really uh, giving love to the HBCUs. I I was impressed by just hearing what you said last time we talked about, like, the Bears need picks. Like, we need picks. And what we started out the, the draft with were four picks five, or six picks? Five. Five. five yeah. and, we, and we walked away with 11 guys? Yeah. Like, I was – I was like, man, what the hell? Like, I was just impressed with that, man. Like, and and listening to you talk just then, this is something we haven't really been able to say, like, in the past, I don't know how long. It seemed like we see the vision. We see what's what the front office is trying to do. Versus in the past, it was like, what the hell are they trying to do? Like, <laughs> what is the angle here? You, right. you 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 see this in the first draft. So, you know, I mean, I, we'll see how it all play out. I mean, I like I say, I didn't know much of the draft coming into this thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go into, oh, man, we didn't draft this. We didn't draft that. Because, look, as much as I love fields, as much as we love fields, the offense wasn't the only issue. No. The defense was no. pretty goddamn bad too. Exactly. So like so so like I told people before, like this is not gonna be a uh oh we go get Devontae Adams and all of a sudden all of our problems are gone. No, we have issues everywhere. Everywhere and and now I was listening to Alex Brown, uh the uh the other day and he was speaking on how now we're drafting uh Brewster is the safety, right? Yeah. By drafting Brewster, you can put uh my boy E Jack back in his rightful place to just roam and no more relying on him to lay the hat on people. He was speaking like GM was speaking about this Brewster kid. He like, hey, he's gonna hit some people. So <laughs> Brisker. brisker brisker right okay right yeah he say this dude he say this kid is going to hit some people man yeah. he say so so like he like uh eddie can go back to his roman right and let this kid lay the hat right <laughs> uh-uh. and i was just gonna say like to your point the bears have like a legitimate secondary now I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying they're not going to make mistakes because clearly Gordon's a rookie. You know, he's not, he doesn't, he's not going to do everything coming in and Brisker as well. But you're not going to see them by, by mid-season, mid to late season, they, th- those situations where they're out of position, that's probably not going to happen. Because these are, guys are not, they're not just physical. These guys are really intelligent too. I mean, they have a high football IQ. And Iberflus is a really good teacher. You know, aside from being a head coach, I mean, from being the, our head coach and a former defensive coordinator, one of the things that uh, the Colt players all talk about is how well he is, it, it, how well he did it, you know, uh, teaching and, and, and helping these guys understand and putting players in the best positions to succeed and not asking them to do more than what they need to be doing to, to be able to uh, be effective on the field and their ability to be able to execute without having to have too much weight on their minds. And so 
this secondary, you know, would be legitimate. Now you still have to get pressure up front, you know, and that's still going to be a bit of an issue. And the linebacking crew is going to need some, some, some depth as well. But um, I, I think, again, these guys are, they're being consistent with what they said they were going to do, how they're going to go, how they're going to go about doing it. And as fans at this point, because it's a rebuild, that's pretty much, you know, what we have to go on. And it's nice to know that they don't say one thing and do something else as the previous regime did. Now that's not to say in this draft, there weren't some players. I was just like, Oh man, I can't believe they didn't draft that guy. Or like, Oh, they let, they let that team jump in front of them and get them. Or like, why would you take, you know, this guy, you can maybe could have waited and taken that guy. Like, look, I'm a big Tennessee person. We all know that school I went to, but they didn't have to take Vellis. Like they could have taken Jalen Tolbert and I'd have been okay later on. Uh, the, the, the linemen that went right after Vellis Jones, Abraham Lucas from uh, Washington State, I was kind of hoping we would take him. Um, you know, Christian Watson, uh, the Green Bay jumped ahead of us and drafted him. So that's going to hurt even doubly more. You know, um, and I look at Green Bay's draft and I was like, damn, man, that was a pretty good draft. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> that, that's pretty good. Draft. Even the Lions, I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah, they you, make some good moves too. You talked about Jones there. Is there such thing as overdrafting? Uh, how do you mean? Like reaching? I all right. So I was listening to uh, to some guys on ESPN Radio, mm-hmm. and uh, they were talking about you know how like the Patriots may have uh, made strange on a lot of yeah on yeah. on a lot of guys, but. Shouldn't you go after the guys that you want on your, you know, no matter what on your board instead of. Well, I I don't know, because if you have to give up draft capital to get somebody that probably would have been there if you didn't make a move. But what if what if you did? Let's say you didn't you didn't trade. Let's say you're not trading up, but you're you're in your in your spot. What if you 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 nailed down, you know, I can live with 15 guys that you wanted no matter what. And they're there when you, when, when it's time for you to pick. Shouldn't shouldn't you. I'd say I'm more okay with that, but you know, it all depends. It all depends on what the position is. Um, All depends on your needs elsewhere. I think it all depends on where you are as a team. I mean, the Patriots, you know, they're borderline playoff caliber team. So getting that guard may be the difference between the continuity offensive line, which allowed them to be able to play action better, run the ball better, protect the quarterback better. So getting that guy and that guy may fit what they do more so than anybody else. I think they traded up. So that's why I'm like, I don't know if you had to trade up to do that, but I understand like, let's say strange fell right where they were picking. I, yeah, okay. Yeah, I could, you know, you, you go, okay, we'll see if it works. I mean, did you give latitude to the Patriots because of where they are as an organization, as opposed to a team that's been struggling like Chicago or uh, let's say Washington and you overreach or the Atlanta Falcons? I mean, did the Atlanta Falcons really need to take a wide receiver with the eighth pick? And, did they, and, and taking London, does that solve the problem? Because like who's throwing the ball to them? And, I mean, you know, in a deep wide receiver draft, couldn't you have waited to the second round and take a wide receiver if you're in Atlanta? So in that case, you know, it all depends. So I, to answer your question, is I, I think it all depends. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, if you see your guy, I mean, I'm hard-pressed to say no. 
And, you know, we, we do that sometimes in fantasy football. Guy be like, ah, I had a chance to get him. He was right there. Everybody's like, yeah, well, you know, he probably would have been there the next round. You don't know that. You don't know that every, no one else isn't thinking like you. So, you know, you get him so no one else can. So I understand that. But I think when you have to give up capital to do that, and you, that's why I think when the overreach becomes a little more noticeable and it can become a little bit more regrettable because you lost another pick. So really it's like that, that player is costing you two picks in a way. Were you surprised Malik Willis dropped to, uh, to the third round? Yes. I was surprised. I thought a lot of those guys were going to the second round. <laughs> when they dropped in the third round, I'm like, man. But there were, there were no quarterbacks taken in the second round, right? Uh, I but did Ritter go in the second round? No, Ritter no, went in the third. He went to Atlanta, round. yeah. I thought okay. – uh, was Matt Corral taken late in the second round? Or was he taking in the third round? Uh, I would have to look. Who was the, I thought Ritter was the second quarterback taken. Or was it was it Corral? Uh, hold on, let me see. Yeah, it I, I, was. No, no QBs in the second, second round. round. Okay, yeah, yeah Ritter, that... Ritter was the next was so, so, was the so next went, one taken. So it went, went Ritter, Malik, then Corral, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell went. Sam Howell went in the fourth round, I think, right? To the Patriots, right? No, no, Howell went to uh, Washington, I believe. Yeah, Corral, Corral went to. Uh, Went to the Panthers, right in the thirtieth pick of the third round, and then. And so he was he was uh, in the third round. I thought he was in the second round, but he's in the third round, right? And I think yeah. Sam Howell went to Washington in the fourth round. Let me see. Which, you know, he he, he might play sooner than later. If yeah, that's not a bad <laughs> that's not a bad situation. For if if Wentz <laughs> if Wentz does what Wentz does. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, I, I thought I thought it was crazy, crazy interesting that these guys like didn't go in the second round. Like I, I thought, because I, I remember I was kind of postulating that a team like Atlanta might want to trade up with the Bears so they can make sure they get that quarterback, mm-hmm. Ritter, you know. And I thought they, I thought I thought it'd be worth the second hey. round pick. They did trade up. They, they just did. They, 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 they did. They, they, they didn't, didn't take, take a quarterback though. Right, they trade up. They went. To, they, took the, <laughs> they took the Giants pick, which was right before the Bears, and then they switched. Yeah. They switched with with the Giants, and Giants took and, their, and their fourth round pick. I was watching. I'm like, wait, did this shit just happen? What Glenn said was going to happen? <laughs> so close. And I'm like, no, it did. I'm like, no, it did. <laughs> so close. Uh, but, 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 you know, Atlanta moving up was a team that I thought would move up. You know, I just, I thought they would move for the quarterback, but instead they moved up for who yeah. they took. So I think they moved up for the, an edge rusher. I think they took uh, with their, with their second, with the pick in the second round. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, look, man, it's really, I, I don't know what to say about this quarterback class because I, I will say this, these teams probably got them at a good value because they didn't take him in the first round, you know? So, and if it doesn't work out, no one's going to kill him. You know, the fans aren't going to kill him because the quarterback didn't work out. But if it does work out, because now they're on team. Look like geniuses. Look like geniuses, right. And it's not going to cost them a whole bunch. And they can renew their contract maybe a little bit sooner. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But for Ritter going to the Falcons, you know, that's that's not a bad deal. Um, uh, Malik going to Tennessee may prove out to be, 
way more beneficial sooner than that because uh, Tannehill's having like you know What's issues that? where he's going to see a sports yeah. therapist. What what you think about <laughs> Tannehill saying that? Yeah, it's not my job to mentor him. I, I, th- I don't I think have he, a problem. I, I have a problem with it. You just don't need to say it out loud. Yeah, he, he should have just kept it to himself. I, <laughs> like, first off, you know, bro, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, you know, Brett Favre can say what he said about Aaron Rodgers, and people was mad about it. But goddamn it, that's right. Brett Favre. Ryan Tannehill, you're not going to leave Tennessee and get a team to a conference championship yet. Like, you're not going to do it. You're probably going to not leave them and be even a starting quarterback somewhere else. So just just leave it to yourself. We get it. You threatened. <laughs> right. <Exactly>. <laughs> we get it. Exactly. I understand. Look, you you in a competition mode. I get it. I'm, I Look, I feel you. Compete. But, like, you could have kept it to yourself. Right. Plus, he's got that big contract. And you know, the NFL, they don't like have to keep paying players if they don't have to. They can get a cheaper option. <laughs> so so he, he feels even more threatened, I'm sure. That's if you ain't producing. Right. Well, you know, he, he's got the, that onus of that, that playoff game stuck in his head. So, you know, and I, you know, I, you know, we kid and we joke, but, you know, sometimes, or actually, a lot of times in professional sports, it's a thin line. The athleticism and the abilities, a lot of, you know, everyone, a lot of these players have, otherwise they would be playing in the NFL. But that confidence, that mental ability to know what you can do and to be able to continually do it, once your confidence is kind of shaken or you're mentally kind of questioning what you do, and once, it, once it's getting into your head, man, especially at a, at a high skill position like quarterback, I mean, you know, how much did they how much did they kill? Uh, what's the, the quarterback for uh, the Panthers now that the Jets had? Yeah, when he said he saw oh, ghosts. He saw them. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, I'm seeing ghosts. And people are like, whoa, whoa, seeing ghosts. Uh, I don't know about this. <laughs> you know, it's like some things just keep to yourself. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, Tannehill, you know, hey, Malik might remind a lot of Tennessee fans of uh, of uh, the brother from Alcorn State. McNair. Air McNair. Not not as tall, but very, you know, McNair-esque type kind of game. So, uh, and, you know, fans love the backup quarterbacks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I thought some of these guys, and then, and only that, but Coral on the Panthers, I mean, they, that's a quarterback quandary right there. I mean, that's, that's, they, that's, a, that's a mess there with their quarterback situation. So, you know, Coral might find himself playing by the end of the year as well. So these guys may have found themselves on t- teams by you know, not on on horrible teams per se. Actually, actually, the teams they're on aren't really that good. Atlanta and the Panthers are kind of struggling, but they're on teams where the situations for them to play and the team and the players around them are kind of on the upswing as opposed to the downswing. You know, it's not like Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville; they didn't have anything. Or if, if Ritter had found himself lashed, or, or you know, someone found himself on the Detroit Lions or something like that. So. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I thought the Giants might draft a quarterback, but they didn't. Just, just to put a little pressure on on, uh, mm-hmm. on, on Jones, but but we'll see. But it, it was an interesting draft, man. Um, a lot of trade. I mean, the trades are just – this is not your daddy's NFL. I mean, these teams are not afraid to trade. We saw so much movement before the draft with quarterbacks being maneuvered around. Um, so I, I, I don't even think that the way we've seen the drafts or, or, or the league, I think it's, it's it's changed irrevocably now, and you're going to see 
whenever you see quarterbacks, the ilk of Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, and uh, these guys being traded and moved around and Deshaun Watson, you're talking, you know, three of like the top 12 quarterbacks in the league just got shuffled like a deck of cards. Like, really? Like, you're not trying to keep these guys? And you got other quarterbacks. You know, Baker Mayfield was the first pick in the draft not too long ago. I don't know where he's going to be. I was going to say, yeah. Are you surprised that uh, that no one's tried to tried to trade for him yet? No, because the Browns did it to themselves. Why? Yeah, there's no need to. It's, it's the just Browns' right. fault. It's the, yeah, exactly. That's all about the Browns' fault that they're, they're going to have to give him up for free. Pretty much. Uh, but, but. So what would have what would have been the better move then? Well, here's the thing. If you're in the Browns, yes, in one respect, we can look at it the way we both just talked about it and the way we both espouse. But on the other hand, we don't know what the punishment's going to be for Deshaun Watson. They don't know how long he's going to sit out. He might be mm, out six weeks, six games. But don't they, they got uh, – don't they got uh, Jacoby Brissett? Backup. Yes. They have Jacoby Brissett, but – you got Baker Mayfield, who already understands the offense. He always has a rapport with the team and the players. I'm saying, so why why bring in why bring him in? Because you don't want to keep Baker, but you just don't know how long Deshaun Watson is going to be unavailable. So you you kind of I'm saying is they're hedging their bets that we've got quarterback depth won't be an issue for the Browns. <laughs> Out of all the teams in the NFL, quarterback depth won't be a problem, and the only problem they have as far as winning and and being uh, a Super Bowl caliber team is at that position. So once the Deshaun Watson thing figures itself out, I'm sure you'll find Baker, you know, giving his, his walking papers, whether they let him go or not. But right now, since no one's going to trade for him, no one's going to give him up, it behooves the Browns to just keep Baker. As disgruntled as Baker might be, it's like, look, man, if Deshaun can't play and you're playing, you are you your best. You, you, can't bring, you can't bring him to camp. Why not? Because it'll, 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 it'll be so much, so much. Uh, it'll be a circus. Division, yeah. So it isn't already a circus. It hasn't already been a circus. It's not like this. Hey, it, it's gonna be awkward, no doubt. <laughs> but you try. Nah, you, you, you you're not trying. No. You're not trying to make friends. You can't bring. You can't. You can't bring him to camp. Look, man, if Deshaun's out, so then you need to sign another quarterback. No, if you Deshaun, don't. If Deshaun is, I'm saying, if you get rid of Baker, if you don't bring him to camp, if you say, you know what, don't come, we're paying you to stay home, and Deshaun can't play, that means you only have one quarterback that can play. He gets hurt, what are you going to do? You can't activate Watson. So you're you going to have to sign another you quarterback. You got Jacoby Brissett. Okay, let me say this again. You start the you season. You got to have a backup for Jacoby. You got to have a backup for Jacoby. You I start thought the they, season. They do have a backup for. Uh... So they have four quarterbacks on staff? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, they got. Um, they got Josh Dobbs. Like I said, you need a backup for Jacoby. <laughs> Look, he's a Tennessee guy. <laughs> But he should be teaching national <laughs> physics somewhere or making a rocket. That dude should not be playing football. Look, I, I you know, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's a weird situation. But, but that's what I'm saying. You, you, the NFL never. 
five years ago, let alone 10 years ago, we never would have seen anything like this. There's no way you're keeping the first pick. You know, you trade them before that happens, if you trade them. Um, you're, you're not keeping the first pick at home, paying them, because you don't want them to come there. And meanwhile, you've guaranteed a guy with a dubious pass right now $230 million. It, it's, it's a different NFL. It's a yeah. different NFL. Hey, let's move on to baseball before we get out of here. Uh, congratulations, Smoke, to your New York Yankees. Damn, damn Yankees. They're on what, 11-game winning right streak? 11-1. First they place lost. in the American Yeah, we lost, we, lost yes, we lost yesterday. Oh, yeah. you lost? Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a nice, that's a nice, well, streak, a nice man. start. 18 and seven right now, as we, as we, as we talk. Um, but that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough race, though. Just gotta, uh, we gotta stay healthy. And the Jays, what's up? What's up that's... with the Red Sox? Late in the week, who gives, who gives wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it, I love it. Meanwhile, uh, my White Sox started off pretty, uh, pretty poorly, but luckily they're in a poor division. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the pitching staff was ravaged, starting with Lynn. Um, Giolito got uh, got hurt there early on. Kelly's, I think, done for the season, right? The reliever, Joe Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Done for the season. Yeah, I, I forgot they even signed him. Right, I just I, <laughs> right, and what's the uh, what's the what's the big tall dude? Um, uh, forty five, Crochet. Yeah, Crochet. Crochet has is having Tommy John surgery. Right, so he's done for the season, and uh, and uh, and you got your play, you got your position players. Right, Eloy's out. Eloy's out. Makata hasn't played yet. Played yet, yeah. <laughs> Though I guess he should be he should be uh, coming back pretty soon here. Uh, Robert was out for a little bit with a groin strain, um, and he man, after the catch he made at Wrigley the other night, I'm shocked he's uh, he's still he okay. <laughs> he ran man, he he well, made made the catch, made the catch, but that shoulder caught yeah. that brick wall out there in center field. Yeah. That's that's oh, not yeah. good. Yeah, not good. But uh, but looks like hopefully they're, they're turning around. Got a tough uh, tough couple series coming up. You got ball. Right. Well, we talked about Boston. Who gives a shit? Is what what's most. <laughs> and uh, we got Cleveland again, and then follow followed by the Yankees coming to town uh, next weekend. Which I'm I might try to get some tickets for that. Yeah, we need to be. Uh, I'll be out of town, man. That's uh, bullcrap. Both, <laughs> both those series against Boston and Cleveland, those are three game series. Yes. All right, we need to be four and two before we go take on these trumped up ass Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully, with somewhat there's 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 some health there. You know, we're, we're a little bit healthy uh, by then. Well, Eloy's not coming back for a while. No. Uh, with his hamstring issue, but uh, but I, I saw him, saw him throwing the ball the other day. Yeah, that's nice. That's that's he's out. He's out. Uh, he's they out. said six to eight. Yeah, six to eight, eight weeks. Oh, okay. uh, just bring him back right before All Star break. That's all. When they get super warm out, hamstrings to limbered up, 
I don't want him being the Kerry Wood of uh, the, uh, you know, throwing the do the, that towel exercises or something like that. Just remember the, t- the towel drills. I remember <laughs> those. I remember those. You see Eloy doing those, uh, those, uh, those, those bands, always walking with those bands, stretching his hamstring. Like, man, I don't need to see all that. You need to be a yeah. DH hitting the ball. Yeah, it was good to get get a couple games against the Northsiders. Well, you know what I was going right to say, was, though, man? That was, was right good. on time for y'all. I was going to say, though, it was, <laughs> the, there was no hype for this series, though. It's the middle of the week. It's cold. Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't yeah. even know that it was going on. Like There was no hype. That, that series, you know, I think Cap said it on one of the uh, on filtered. I think, his show. It's like that, that game. Or maybe the guys might have said it uh, after post game. That game should always be played on a weekend, and it should be a three game series. It should be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, both times. There's no way in hell of the Cubs. Well, so like your your problem is you got the uh, it's a they they only play each other four times. I understand. Years. I know. I'm just saying. I, I'm, unless I'm you do, stupid. unless they 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 do it so that you do a Thursday through Sunday, two at one place, two at another. Or that I'll, I'll, they I'll can do that. that. Yeah, I'll yeah. buy even that. That 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 actually would be kind of sweet. Look at that! Yeah. I should be commissioner. You should be. I'm just saying. Yeah, because Ryan Manfred ain't shit. <laughs> I know how to. I know how to solve problems there. Yeah, it just it was man. That was no hype. I was. I was. It was. Uh, some you know two good games, but yeah, I. I I like when I like when you know what I'm saying there's hype and and the fans are going at it and you know, but uh, maybe like they they play each other again on, uh, on the South Side and uh, the Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend, yeah, yeah. So that that's, that's, it'll be over before man that man it shouldn't be over before the July Fourth man you should at least have like one before July Fourth mm-hmm. or one after July Fourth. Yeah, it should be in the middle me- middle of summer. Or on July, yeah, that, like, like that, that made me Friday. think about think about the Yankees Mets because I'm like I need to look up when they play because both of them are leading the leading yeah. both yeah, leagues. The Mets, it's like the Mets are, like uh, you don't want that series to be played like now. Like the, you want that. the Mets are five games up right now. I mean, they should be. They spent enough money in the off season, but yeah. <laughs> Good, good for them. Good for them. Speaking uh, of, uh, right quick, if I can. Speaking of yeah, Rob Manfred, Rob Manfred ain't shit. I don't know if y'all watched it. It's not new, but I just watched it. Screwball. I watched it on Netflix. A documentary, kind of the whole uh, box. I've never watched it. I've seen it, but I've okay. never watched. It's hilarious. I'm gonna have to check it out. It's hilarious, and it's so hilarious because it's true. <laughs> it's like it's like you can't make this stuff up. It's just like it's like, are you serious? And dude, I don't know how a Rod is even doing anything with MLB. Like, why would MLB associate themselves with him? That dude is so scummy that you could, like, wipe off the side of your shoe and that would still not come close to how scummy he is. I mean, dude, it it was... Well, that's not MLB. That's a Fox deal, right? That's... He works for Fox, right? You're representing Major League Baseball. You're yeah, when you, when you do that, when you do that, I think Major League Baseball has some but, insight. But no, Pete, like but Pete Rose was working for Fox, so he was, remember that? Again, I don't understand how scummy people like this are allowed to proliferate 
and, and do things when they have. I, no, no, no. I understand what you're saying. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying that's that's a fox deal. Look, if Pete Rose, he's kind of a curmudgeonly scrummy, scummy kind of guy. You know, he's like old school, like whatever. The gambling thing, you know, nowadays it looks like whatever. But A Rod, that that's great. Like his ass should be in jail, man. Like how did he how did he escape jail time? He's obstructing stuff. I mean, I guess it's major league, so it wasn't like he was obstructing, you know, an actual federal investigation. But the fans got involved in some respect. Look, man, you just watch Screwball and you come away going like, man, this is, this is some shady shit. Like MLB looked bad, A Rod looked bad. No one looked good in this thing at all. Nobody looked good, but if you watch it, it's, it's definitely entertaining, and it's just like I can't believe this stuff actually happened. But you know, hey, it's America. Hey, Glenn, I saw you on Unfiltered talking about the NFL draft. By the way, good mm-hmm. stuff. I watched. I checked it out too. It was. It was. It was very good. It was insightful, and and I think you 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 learn cap a lot there. <laughs> well, I think you guys are, are kind. You learned a lot. I appreciate your, your generous words, uh, but uh, I, th- I told Ed some of the truth about where my brain was on, on some of those things. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like three seconds of, of a freeze felt like about twenty minutes. I was like, uh, "No, I saw, it was it was it was good. It was natural." Hey, I, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought I, it was great. I really did. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get out of here. That'll do it for this week's edition of the easy smoke and the gm podcast I want to thank you for listening we greatly appreciate it uh you can catch our podcast at on apple podcast google stitcher spotify iHeartRadio, amazon or wherever you find your favorite podcast man i've ripped through that that was good that was awesome that was good that was <laughs> i like that you can also catch us at hp53productions.com there you'll find a link to our podcast as well as the super duper podcast hosted by rob griggs catch me on there as well and uh the father good podcast hosted by marshall givens and kenny stevenson yo glenn yep yep please take us out hey like we always say we ain't saying we're right we just don't think we're wrong we'll catch you next week (laughs) 